Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Full Joy podcast today. This is episode number fourteen, and it is part two of my boy talk Q and A or my answering Instagram questions. So I started a new series last week where we're talking about relationships. This is the start of the relationship series. It's going to be so fun. And I kind of just wanted to start this series on a fun note. And I went on my Instagram stories and asked you guys to ask me questions and kind of talk about boy talk and dating and online dating, what to look for, what to avoid, how to deal with breakups. And I'm just answering those questions. So quickly, these are meant to be entertaining and lighthearted. I am not a professional. If you have an actual problem or a dealing with something, please consult with a professional. Also, disclaimer that these answers are coming from my own life experiences, especially with dating. There are so many factors and life is always a little bit more complicated. So I want to start by saying that my answers could change and I would love to hear my younger self answer these questions and I'm totally open to you feeling differently than I do. So let's chat about this. So before we get started today, I hope that you will subscribe to this podcast and rate it anywhere you like to listen, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and while I record this, I always film it and put them on my YouTube channel as well. So in episode number 13, I answered questions about red flags and non-negotiables and communication. And I answered a lot. So if you want to hear more, make sure you listen to episode number 13 to kind of get get a good start. But we're moving on today and we're still going to be answering your guys' questions. So if these are one of your questions, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast episode. So let's get started. So the first question is, can you speak to standards and why it is okay to be picky while dating? Girl, I was very picky (laughs) and I really do not see anything wrong with that. And in no way did I think that I was better than someone I was dating or that they weren't good enough to date me. But I did think that there has got to be someone different that will fit into a relationship with me better. So I try not to have expectations, but I did have standards for how I wanted to be treated and how I wanted to be talked to and how how often I wanted to see them and how often they should talk to me. So obviously I'm an understanding person, but I'm often too understanding and too nice. So I had to have these standards to make sure that my love was not getting taken advantage of. Advice for someone who hasn't found their person yet. I would say make this time about you and find you. And this is your time to learn more about you and your family and your friends. And then when that time comes, because the time will come, you will have this amazing community around you that you get to share with this person. And this person is going to love them because you love them. And this person is going to love you because you love you. And you have all this amazing like self-worth and growth and like amazingness to share with this person. You'll feel so like worthy of love because you know like how important you are and how special you are and like how worth it you are. Did you ever think you'd find love after your hard breakups? So I was so nervous that maybe I would be single forever and maybe I won't find the guy for me and you know I don't want to be lonely definitely like I definitely felt those feelings but I have to say that I met Brett at the perfect time in my life And that timing was not the timing I would have chosen. And, you know, that's just how it worked. And now I'm so thankful for that timeline. So after these hard breakups, I was definitely heartbroken, you know, understandably so. Um, But I'm I think that I'm because of my family, because my mom was so like 
excited for me in my future because my parents have such a strong relationship and my sister always had a strong relationship with Michael. I think that I was always hopeful and positive that I would ultimately end up with somebody. And I think, you know, I was ultimately hopeful that my life would lead towards marriage and thankfully it did. But the timeline of that was so weird and like that part of my life was so weird and so out of my control and it ended up working out so beautifully and I wouldn't change anything. If you don't feel sparks right away, do you still go out and see what happens? I would say maybe because maybe it's different than what you're used to. And from my experience, when I started dating Brett, everything about him was so different than what I had what I had dated before. And I was curious. I was like, I don't know if I like this. I don't know. It's so different. Um, but obviously, I ended up working out. But, you know, if you're just not into it, then I would say absolutely not. I think that will complicate things and it's mean to lead someone on. So, you know, if you feel like maybe, then sure. Like if you feel like maybe it was like cute and like I had fun and like he was really nice, like maybe I could like him, but this is different, then sure. But if you're like, I just didn't like it, like I don't know, I didn't like it, then definitely not. Do not lead them on. Um, and you know, sometimes it takes longer to get to know people and for them to really come out of their shell and them to be themselves and maybe you are a perfect match. For online dating, when did you delete your profile and did you talk about it or did you just do it? So Brett and I's first date was on September 28th, 2016, and then we like officially started dating on Thanksgiving. Um, And I think we both deleted our like um, profile accounts like a month into hanging out or so. I don't really remember, but I know I wasn't using my account like after we started hanging out because I liked him and I'm pretty sure Brett was the same way. Um, But I think we both like officially like deleted everything, deleted our accounts forever, like a month into hanging out. So I don't even, I don't know if we were like officially dating or not. I don't know. I really don't know, but I feel like it would had to have been that timeline. Me now, that's probably what I would do like a month into hanging out with someone. How to get over someone who isn't into you and how to get out there more. So like I was saying, I would say make this time about you, not about them. So think about what you have to work on. Do you want to work on your confidence? Do you want to work on your fitness? Do you want to work on talking to new people or your job? Do you want to find out more about nutrition or do you want to start a new hobby? Start working on those things and have fun making yourself interesting. You'll be too busy to even think about that and you'll gain more confidence. And you know, something that I did was I asked for peace. I asked for peace to come into my mind and to come into my heart so that I can move on and focus on happy new days. And I got that. I got that peace. I was able to focus on those happy new days and I was able to move on and kind of move on with my life, move on with my heart, heal my heart, and then ultimately find find my someone. So the next question I got was long distance relationships, question mark. So I'm thinking what this person is asking is like how to make them work. Um, so I would say to plan dates in advance. So you have something to look forward to and you can always talk about them and look forward to them. And you know, I would say to let them know your expectations for how often you want to hear from them since you can't see them and since it is a little bit of a tougher situation. I would say to let your expectations be known and there's nothing wrong with that. And then if that's something that's way too hard for them, you can figure it out. You can compromise. Um, 
And I would say give it a chance and see what happens. I think that if you like them a lot and they're far away, you'll, you know, you'll make it work for the time being. And I would say to don't make any big decisions right away based on the distance because distance can only be temporary. But if this relationship is amazing, like this could be the rest of your life. So I would say to try it, give it a chance. And if you end up really liking this person after like a few times of hanging out, even though there is this distance between you, like if you like them, like your heart, I mean, I think that that's worth it Um, and you'll figure it out. Knowing what you deserve and don't deserve. So I think that you deserve respect and you deserve love physically, verbally, and emotionally. And I think you deserve someone to talk to you in nice ways and be there for you with support and encouragement. And you deserve a partner that makes your life good and fun and hopeful. And you deserve a partner that listens to you. And you need to also be that person. You need to show your partner respect and you need to give love physically, verbally, and emotionally. You (laughs) need to show them that they deserve someone to talk to them in nice ways and you need to be the person that's there for them with support and encouragement. And you know, you need to let them know that they deserve a partner that makes their life good and fun and hopeful and you get to be that person that listens to them. So be that for each other, be that partner for each other, be that person for each other and you know, that's so beautiful and you'll, you'll learn to like rely on each other in such beautiful ways and you'll learn to give to each other in beautiful ways and it's going to be great. So I think you deserve like so many good things, but you also have to be willing to give all that goodness to someone else, to the other person in your relationship. How to meet new people in real life, not just online. So before I was online dating, I would join groups a lot. I would really just go anywhere where I thought there would be a group of guys or a group of girls that I could get to know and hang out with. Um, I went to like my church at the time had like spaghetti dinners. I would go to those dinners all the time and like try to meet people. I would sit at a new table all the time. I had like one friend and we would go together. So thankfully I had a friend that, you know, was like gung ho with me, but Yeah, I would join groups and I would be active and I would go on like little hikes that were like well lit and like well populated, like safe hikes. Um, I joined workout classes. I would go to the gym a lot. I would just kind of like get out into the world, not just stay in my house. Um, And yeah, I would work at coffee shops. And like if you want to like start a new hobby, like learn how to garden, like go to the gardening place. And maybe there's like a cute someone there that might want to talk to you and, you know, go to workshops for things that you want to learn. Just kind of like start doing things that interest you, whatever that is, whether that's like grocery shopping or like going to a meal cooking class or like going to your favorite restaurants or whatever it is, even your favorite coffee shop. Just like go be out in the world and interact with people and meet people. And even if it's not a, you know, love relationship, it can still be a friendship that you make or a connection, a business connection, like anything. Just get out into the world. What's something in your relationship you felt was missing from past ones? So I thought about this one for a while because I wanted to make sure this is something that I wanted to share. And I felt like I thought of something good. Um, Obviously, relationships are so different. And as you age, your relationships are different and people are so different. So none of my relationships are very similar. Um, But the one thing I thought is that Brett wants my life to be great and he will give to me so that my days are full and happy and he really wants to see me enjoying my life and he thinks about that and you know my younger relationships seemed a bit more selfish on both ends and not so intentional and honest and I don't know if I really wanted like the best for my partners and them for me Um, so I think that's like the biggest thing for me is that 
Brett sees my life from such a hopeful perspective and he wants my life to be so full and happy and he will do whatever that takes to give me that and to like bring more of that peace and fullness into my life. How do you resolve issues? So we both talk, we both listen, and we both make sure that we understand each other, and then we both make an effort to fix it. But I really want to point out that we are not perfect, and I think that I'm in a stage in my life that's a little different because we are newlyweds, and we're so happy, and I just have such this joyful perspective, and I love my life so much. Um, But that is the season that I'm in. And I think that seasons change and hardships will come and hard times will come. Um, But also along with that, joy will come. And, you know, there's just so many changes that happen in life and in seasons. And right now, I can't deny that the season that I'm in is easy. The season that I'm in is so happy and easy and simple. And, you know, obviously, like we have our careers to figure out and we're like a new family. and We have stuff to figure out. But... My day-to-day right now is just going good and it's going easy, so I don't want you guys to compare this stage of my life to a stage that you're in that could be really hard and complicated because I've been through seasons that are really hard and complicated and confusing and it's just like, gosh, you just can't catch a break. And right now, I kind of feel like I'm in my season of, of break. I'm in my season of just, I can't, I just can't even believe it. So yeah. I want to point that out that, you know, that's the season that I'm in and it it will change. And, you know, we're learning how to be with each other every day. We're learning new things about each other every day and we're learning how to resolve issues together every day. And that's what marriage is. You know, like we're we're going to constantly be changing and constantly growing and learning about each other. And maybe a way that we resolve conflict now won't be the way we want to handle it in the future. So something else that I've learned recently is I have so I have uh, full of joy merch. If you guys don't know, I have a merch line. And it's really cute apparel, like all about or all about joy. And it's just so beautiful and so fun. But one of the designs um, in the current collection says joy over perfection. And having that saying just kind of be surrounding my life right now has really opened my eyes and really helped to give me a new perspective recently. So I really thought about joy over perfection and like, what does that mean to me? Because I knew I loved it and I knew it was a cool saying. And I wanted it on on a t-shirt for the merch but I was like what you know what does that mean to me and to me joy over perfection it really helps me to greet any mistakes or greet any embarrassment or shame or kind of greet any negative bad thing in my day with acceptance and it helps me to kind of greet this thing and you know look for a new beginning it kind of helps me be like, okay, that kind of embarrassed me. I'm kind of embarrassed by this thing that happened, but here's the new beginning in it. And so joy over perfection really helped me see that like, you know, we are not perfect and we can find joy in those moments of imperfection and we can find joy and we can laugh at the moments where we totally misunderstand each other. And we can find joy in the fact that, you know, we are, we are so not perfect and, um, I read this article one time. Gosh, this was so so long ago. I think I was. It had to have been like 2014 or 2015. I was living at home, and I read this article. I forget where it was or who it was, but this woman. I think she was a mom and a wife, and her husband passed away. And she wrote this article in this magazine, and she was saying that a lesson that she learned from her husband passing away is that 
sometimes she was an asshole wife (laughs) and I kind of laugh when I say it but she was saying that sometimes she was an asshole (laughs) to her husband and she was trying to get her message out there um to how her perspective changed and she was saying that occasionally like her husband would leave socks on the floor or leave his clothes on the floor leave his dishes all over the kitchen and she would get mad and be like I can't believe like I do all this and I'm this wife and I'm this mom and you leave your socks like oh my gosh and she would get so mad at him for this little thing and then he passed away and she was like I just can't believe like those are the thoughts that consumed my day that day instead of like my husband was here and my husband was living with me and being a dad to our family and she said that that just kind of made her sad and helped her open her eyes but it opened her eyes to not be an asshole wife and I loved that I thought it was so funny and so true so I try to always think that and kind of refocus my perspective and you know Brett's not perfect I'm not perfect And who gives a crap if Brett leaves a sock on the floor? Like Brett's here and living and, you know, giving so much to me in my days and vice versa. So, yeah, we both try to be very thankful for each other and, um, yeah, just try to shift our perspective. So if there are issues, we we want to spend our days enjoying each other. So if there are issues, we want to resolve them and we both want to be happy and we both want to give. So we'll figure it out. And I think, yeah, that was a big long answer to how we resolve issues, but that's how we do it. And that's my perspective on it right now. And I just wanted to share that article. I forgot. I've been wanting to share that for a while. Um, maybe you could look it up, maybe type in like, like, don't be an asshole wife. I really think that that's what it was called. Um, and it really changed my perspective on things. So yeah. Anyways, next question, how to know when to give the relationship a chance or let it fizzle? Ooh, gosh, those are so hard. So personally, I never felt like I wanted to let Brett go. And he never gave me a reason to feel like that either. So if you feel like you could take it or leave it, leave it. I would give up everything before I gave up Brett. And in past relationships, I didn't feel that way. And I left it. So I would say think of it this way, like even make a pros and cons list if that works for you. But if you feel like you could take it or leave it, put it down and leave it let someone else have it maybe that's someone else's person you know like stop being so selfish maybe you're dating someone else's husband and they need to go find them your views on taking time for yourself after a relationship versus jumping back into dating again Ooh, so that is personal and it definitely depends um but i've seen both ways go really good and i think there's a lot of relationships that are kind of over before they actually end so those people can sometimes move on quicker and you know sometimes you break up and you feel relief like that but sometimes you break up and you're broken and you're sad so you kind of have to do what feels right to you and I think that the worst thing you can do in a relationship is give half a heart. You need to be able and you need to be in a place where you can give your whole heart. And if your heart is still broken, that's just not fair to either of you. So I think you should always give yourself time to heal if you need it. Um, But sometimes that happens quickly for other people. And sometimes it even happens while you're still in the relationship before it ends. So it's really personal and really up to you. How to prepare yourself for a breakup. Make sure you know all the points, I think would be my biggest tip. Um, And make sure that, you know, all the emotions that you feel, make sure they're actually yours. Because I know that when you are breaking up, 
you talk to your family a lot and you talk to your friends a lot and you talk to counselors or whatever it is and there's a lot of talk coming into your head so make sure that all the emotions that you're feeling and all the points you want to make are yours and then have confidence that those feelings are true and I would say to really think through them really make sure that you get it in your head and it makes a lot of sense to you and be prepared to answer questions I found that anytime I was you know wanting to break up with someone there would be a lot of questions so I was always really open to answering questions and really talking it out and I never wanted to leave leave an actual like leave a relationship I never wanted to leave a relationship with the other person feeling clueless or leaving them with questions so I always try to make sure that all my points came across and that we were on the same page and that they know exactly how I feel like I never wanted someone to feel like they were ghosted or they like don't know what happened never heard from me again like I really tried to make sure that everything was out on the table everything was known and even if you know even if you do like let them know everything and they're like oh okay I see I can fix that like that really never worked for me (laughs) you know I think now with Brett if there ever is an issue I'll let him know and you know it never happens again he fixes it but when I was younger you know I just I feel like you know sometimes you give someone a couple chances and I think that's okay but then at the end of the day if you're just always giving them chances and there's always things you're fighting about like you have to prepare yourself for a breakup girl so make sure you know all your points make sure you feel those emotions and make sure that you're they're yours and then have confidence about all those things so I wanted to answer this one before we close out this episode is what to wear on a first date. So I would say to make sure you're wearing something comfortable. I remember on my first date with Brett, I was wearing my favorite pair of jeans, my favorite t-shirt and my favorite sweater. And then I wore Converse. <laughs> it's so funny. I would never, like I never wear Converse now, but I wore Converse on our first date and like Brett always remembers it and thinks it's so cute. Um, so I would say like wear something that you're comfortable with and something that you wear often that makes you feel cute and makes you feel confident and like not something that you have to keep track of. Like if you have to like make sure you're dressed stays a certain way or make sure your straps stay a certain way like something where you don't have to make sure it looks just right like something where you can just be comfortable and you know how it looks on your body so you kind of know how you look I feel like for me that was important to me to like know how I am perceived um and then another question this is going to be my last question is you know what to talk about and how to ask questions and how to talk online versus like talking on dates so since Brett and I did meet online, um, we did text a lot and message a lot before we actually met, especially because we were an hour apart. But we did um, mutually like save things to talk about. So we kept our messaging very simple and very fun and kind of surface level and short. Like Brett would always say like good morning and good night to me and like a little bit throughout the day, like how's your day? Um but we really didn't like get into like our family life and our friend life and our interests and all that stuff like until we actually met and talked and then we had a lot to talk about still but we still kind of talked all all day (laughs) um and then something that I wanted to point out this is so funny my mom is gonna laugh if she listens to this but I you know was going on a lot of dates when I was younger and I was always thinking like what am I gonna talk about like all these new people and I would always ask my mom like what should we talk about because like we've already texted like what do we talk about and she gave me this advice and I still use this so often whether I'm you know not on a date but like when I was dating or whether I'm meeting someone new or even just talking to my family even just talking to Brett 
is this acronym called FORD, F-O-R-D, and it stands for Family, Occupation, Recreation, Dreams. So it's kind of like you could talk about family. So ask them all these questions about their family, really get to know like their relationships and like what that's like, what traditions are like, what holidays are like, just get to know their family. Um, Ask about their job, their occupation, ask about like how they do that, what they like about it, if they want to move, like all that stuff, Um, like what their job like means to them, like just like really ask about their job. And then ask about recreation, which is like, what do you do for fun? Like, what are your hobbies? What are your interests? Like, do you go to workout class? I go to workout class. Let's talk about that. Like, blah, 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 you know? And then um, dreams is the last one, but that can kind of be anything. That can be like, what is your plan for the future? Like, what are your goals? But I feel like that's a little bit much on a first date. So it's kind of just like anything else, you know? So yeah, having that forward acronym like really helped me on first dates. And I remember doing that to Brett. And um, even to this day, Brett always says that like the whole date he was talking because I was asking him so many questions. And it was, it kind of takes the pressure off of me because like I'm getting to know Brett and I get to ask all these questions. Um, but then also like, you know, I can talk back and answer about my, but it kind of took the pressure off me because like, you know how on first dates you, for some reason, like first dates, you always go out to eat and like the last thing you want to do is like talk with salad in your teeth and like answer all these questions. So I kind of like put that on Brett. <laughs> so I did all the asking. So he would have to do a lot of the talking and it worked for me. Um, but yeah, so that's one of my tips is to use the acronym forward and you will never run out of things to talk about. All right, you guys. So I hope that through listening to this 14th episode and the episodes to come in 2020 that you feel encouraged to create a place for joy in your life. I hope that you will welcome joy, invite joy, and seek days that are full of joy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I want to invite you guys to subscribe or follow this podcast anywhere you like to listen. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and follow our Instagram at Full of Joy Podcast. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.